Hey everybody, welcome back to the Metamorphs podcast. My name is Lindsay Boynton, and as you guys probably know by now, um, I own a fitness facility in Abilene, Texas with my husband, and my passion is spreading awareness of the power of your mind and helping others transform their lives the way I have using these techniques that I share here on this podcast. So today... We're going to be looking at Freud's theory of the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious, but don't click off. Just wait. I'm totally aware that there are some mixed feelings about Freud and his theories. Depending on how much psychology background you have, you probably consider him a bit of a loony, and I get it. Some of his stuff freaks me out too. He gets a bad rap because of his unsettling theories about parent attraction and sexual fixations in childhood. But whether you agree or disagree with the Oedipus complex, Fred's work on the conscious and subconscious were really influential, and they played a major role in the development of psychological theories and something called cognitive behavioral theory. This is um, therapy. This is the basis of most counseling practices today. Um, So I remember trying to sort this all out in my college years because it was foundational to my psychology degree. And it was confusing. The best way that I've learned to teach this is through the image of an iceberg. So picture a really large iceberg with only a small portion of the tip above the water. That visible portion is your conscious mind. All of your thoughts and behaviors that you're fully aware of, like what you're thinking, planning, and your short-term memory, this is about 10% of your mind here above the water, okay? Right below the water and then down is the subconscious. This is where your long-term memories are stored, as well as your desires, emotions, habits, and beliefs about yourself in the world. It's roughly 80 to 90% of your mind, okay? It's subconscious because we're kind of aware of it, but um, it just kind of depends on the person. Most people operate out of the top 10%. At the very bottom, The depths of the ocean is your unconscious mind. That's where we put our forgotten traumas, early life experiences, our instinctual responses, automatic physiological systems, all of those kinds of things that we don't have to be aware of are operating out of there. And it's about 5 to 10% of your mind. So, like I said, most of us walk around operating out of only the top 10% of our mind, the conscious thoughts. That's what we're aware of every day. But to really understand how the mind works, you need to flip the iceberg. The directions come from the bottom depths of the ocean, the unconscious mind. It informs the subconscious, which then signals to your conscious mind. So here's an example. Let's say... I meet a woman that I really like, and I think, you know what, I'd really like to be friends with her. So I text her and ask her if she'll have coffee with me this week. And it takes her several hours to respond, and when she finally does, she declines, saying, maybe another time. Okay. Cue the tailspin of worry and anxiety. Because of early life experiences that caused a lot of self-doubt and insecurity, my unconscious mind says, yep, here it is again. Just like all those times you got made fun of in school, 
you're a weirdo and no one wants to be your friend. So unconscious mind sends that signal up to my subconscious, which triggers emotions like shame, insecurity, and self-doubt. So then my conscious mind becomes sad and worried and I start avoiding that woman so that I don't have to feel those feelings or I start eating food or whatever it is. But with practice, time, and oftentimes therapy or coaching of some kind, you can begin to recognize the language of your mind. So now when this situation happens, the same signals are sent through my mind's layers the unconscious up to the subconscious, but my conscious response is different. I know that when I start to feel that shame, there's a deeper feeling going on. My mind is making connections, which it's super great at. That's what it was designed to do, but it doesn't always get it right. I have to work my conscious mind to be more aware of the signals it's getting. So now, same situation, Instead of being like, yep, nobody wants to be my friend, I think, hmm, I'm doing that thing again where I attribute rejection to my childhood experiences. But more recent experiences tell me that this probably has nothing to do with me. Maybe she's just really busy. Maybe she's having her own self-doubts because she feels that she doesn't deserve coffee with friends because of something going on in her marriage financially. Maybe she doesn't like coffee, but doesn't want to hurt my feelings. I mean, there's a hundred other explanations for what could be going on here. So I begin to untangle all of these cords. And many times I find that the cord leads back to something totally unrelated to me. This relieves me of all the unnecessary worry and self-hate that goes along with assuming everyone thinks I'm not good friend material. Okay, this can be confusing when we're trying to identify emotions and identify, you know, where some of this stuff came from. And sometimes you may not be able to, you don't always have to know, but you, you do need to be aware that your subconscious and unconscious are sending signals up. It's obviously really difficult process because most of us are walking around reacting to our world, perpetuating habits and behaviors that have been passed down to us. And we don't know why or how to stop. Anxiety, depression, and addiction are a serious epidemic in this country, so a lot of people are struggling to get this process down, including me. It took me a while. So, listening to this podcast is a fantastic first step. You're already doing more than the average person. Understanding and accepting that these communications are going on in your mind's layers is one step in the process of transforming your mind, and thus your life. But there's still a lot of work to do. And I don't say this to make you feel hopeless. I say it to help you see that you've started a journey. And you won't get there in just a step or two. But you should feel proud that you've chosen to take this journey. This is great. So this week, I challenge you to begin paying attention to your thoughts. Notice what you're thinking and then consequently feeling. If you're especially dedicated... It works better if you keep a journal or you could even, if you're not like a handwriting person, you could put a note in your phone and record the feelings that you're having. And then periodically, whenever that may be at the end of a week or the end of a month, look at your notes and see if you can pick up on any patterns. That will be the key to unlocking your subconscious and unconscious. So 
In our next session, we're going to look at some practical ways to begin unraveling these inner workings. But today I want to leave you with this. The greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. Don't worry if you feel overwhelmed or confused. That's totally normal. It takes time, but it does get easier and it does get better. Keep an eye out on our website for some online courses that are going to help you walk through this process. I'm going to have some practical um, tools and worksheets that are going to make this easier for you. So those are going to be coming out soon. I'm really excited to offer that to you guys. So thank you for listening today. Choose to make today a great day. And I'll see you all next time.